Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everyone in the world falls into two camps. Either you're living in a house that has a bunch of bees living in the walls that contain smallpox. Or you run a spooky practice that uses unorthodox methods to jog repressed memories. In either case, We know that insurance is key when you get into those sticky situations. That's why this week's sponsor on the Bloom Files are our sponsors over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Truth is out there. And here, who knows? But either way, we're opening up the Bloom Files here on Post Show Recap, the next Files first watch slash rewatch podcast. Hello, everybody. Mike Bloom here, buzzing in your ear like a whole bunch of bees to talk about <laughs> two more episodes of the X Files that are actually more connected than I may have initially thought. Uh, let me welcome in my my partner in crime here. I guess emphasis on crime because there's a lot of crime we're going to be talking about in these so two episodes. So much crime. Hi, Angela. Hi. <laughs> At least they're not cockroaches. No, they're still bugs, though. Yeah, but would you rather? I would rather cockroaches because these are bees carrying smallpox. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, with these specific types of bees. But if if you're giving me like. A generic, I would rather bees. Generic cockroach. I would rather bees. Yeah, bees don't care about you. I mean, I know cockroaches don't either, but they're icky. Yeah, and cockroaches. I think there's this idea of them like crawling over. Yeah, things, I don't like right? crawling. Icky. Yeah, like bugs that fly. I feel like they they can walk on things, but like the creepy crawlies are more so associated with uh, the cockroaches. Yeah. Ugh. So we're talking about two episodes here of season four, the end game of it. Season four, episode 21. So Not the cl- episode end game. No, so close to that magic number, though. Uh, zero sum. And then season four, episode 23, Demons. Uh, I don't know if this was done on purpose, but these two episodes like had some very similar themes to that. Yeah, they do to an extent. So, I, I mean, I imagine it was done on purpose to an extent just because I think at this point in the series, all of the themes are around very similar ideas, I think. Yeah, it's just, it, but it's interesting timing, too, to say, okay, yeah. we're going to do the... Skinner is, uh, you know, well, wrongfully framed for a murder, and then yeah. an episode, and then now Mulder is wrongfully framed for right. a murder. Well, and I do know that they did the Skinner stuff because, I don't know if you read that Jillian Anderson was doing a movie. Yeah, so they're like, uh, <laughs> she's in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. She's uh, undergoing some tests. Yeah, and um, we can actually... Let's, Which let's, we never hear about. Yeah, but we can get right into Zero Sum, because to that point, you know, you talked in a previous podcast about the Skinner episode mm-hmm. in season three. So that there, we skipped, yeah. So, so I think to your point, when it's like, oh, we don't have one of our leads, well, we always could do another Skinner episode considering yeah. that we've, we've sort of laid that groundwork before. Yeah, exactly. And I think that I actually very much enjoy the Skinner episodes. I feel like it's a nice little diversion and it also sets him up really well as a um, main character, which he will continue to be. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this episode as well i know that i didn't see the first one but i well like, i mean they're not really connected right but, <laughs> I, but i like you know what they do here i like seeing a bit more of skinner we know that he's certainly capable 
of doing things. I mean, he's assistant director of the FBI. Uh, I just like for that. A they, yeah, they build out his character a little bit more, which is nice. Yeah, and give him like not something to do, but especially when the last time we saw him on the mm-hmm. podcast was. You know, cigarette smoking man being like, all right, I'll help you, but there's going to be a price attached. Here's the price. Yeah, this is him sort of like uh, reaping the rewards or lack thereof of making that deal with the devil. Yeah, and so basically the episode starts with Skinner in the X-Files office deleting a file from the computer, right? right. No, it starts with... Oh, right. <laughs> the bees. The bees. You sort of just eradicated that from your memory. Yeah, yeah, because we get our sort of typical X-Files cold open, right? Of like, here's this you know, generic run-of-the-mill place, and then something weird happens. In this case, it is sort of a, I guess it's a packaging It's a post, yeah, it's a postal center. It's a postal center, basically, where, like, all your packages get sent and then Mm -hmm. distributed. Yeah. Uh, And so we have these two sort of co-workers bantering, right? One goes to take a smoke break Yeah, one uh, is clearly, like, the the alpha and the beta. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, uh, maybe the, the... The Romy, the Michelle... Yeah, or like the the bad seed and the good apple, right? Like, oh, you can't do that. Like, well, screw. No, them. they're best friends, though. Yeah, but like, they, yeah, they, but I, I think that one has. They're going more, on vacation together. They were going to. They were trying to lose the weight for bathing springs. suits. Uh, so this girl Jane, I believe her name is, she goes <laughs> to smoke in the bathroom. Very similar to War of the Copperphages when mm-hmm. they had, remember that random... The guy uh, go to the bathroom yeah, and Yeah, the die. random CSI guy who goes to the bathroom and there's cockroaches on the toilet paper. In general, like, I guess if you're in the bathroom and, you're not, for bugs. and you're not looking around, you're going to pay a price. <laughs> yeah, or just watch out for bugs when you go to take a dump. Yeah, if you go to... <laughs> Good rule of thumb. <laughs> I was a little surprised to see the return of the bees. I'm not sure... Why? Because again, the the colonization arc is a big yeah. part of the X Files in general. Maybe it's because at the end of that episode, Heron Vogue, right? They said like, "Oh, yes. there are no more colonies. You know, the bees are all gone." Yeah, but that was a lie. Yeah. That, well, I guess the bees are all gone, and we find out checked. as well that she was lying, Maria Copadopadopadas. Oh, uh, Maria Copadopadopadas. Yeah, I can never say her name. Yeah, though, this is only the second time I've seen her. I'm I, I think she- it is the second time we see her. Oh, really? I, I don't. I was going to ask. If oh she's- no, no, she's in the. Um, the arc with the Russian arc. Okay, so she so she makes a couple more appearances up to this yes. point. But either way, I mean, she's like an annoying character in my book. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't live up to. I mean, if we're ranking all of like Mulder's informants, I don't know. I might. Well, she's she's like immediately known as like a bad a bad. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking though, if I'm ranking Mulder's informants, I don't know. Do I put Deep Throat first or do I put X first? Because X has. The no, arc. but Deep Throat is like the, he's like the guy. He's like the more like homey one. Yeah, I think Deep Throat is a better person, but I like what they, where they go with X. I'm not ranking these guys. This is a, a futile mission. All right. Thank you, Stephen Fishback. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we find out that Jane is covered in some pretty nasty welts. You know what it is to me? It's a combination of War of the Copperphages and actually the cold open from Heronvoke. Remember the mm-hmm. dude that was up on the line? Oh, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. got stung by a bunch of bees. Yeah, the lineman. But yeah, so Skinner has snuck into Mulder's office and basically deleted all the the photos of this woman because essentially the cigarette smoking man has enlisted him to eradicate any evidence of this ever happening. Yeah, and so what we find out later is that there was a detective in the area that sent the pictures to Mulder because Mulder has like a um he's spooky. He's spooky, yeah. So he, you know, he's be trying to enlist his help and so Basically, Skinner goes in before Mulder can even see those things, and yeah. so Mulder d- isn't aware. Yeah, so he's going to do things like he deleted the files mm-hmm. off the computer. He's going to go to this packet, the, like the crime scene, and he finds honey dripping down from the ceiling, and he's going to like clean up all the evidence. Yeah, he's going to go to the coroner's office, which I do love. This coroner, the guy in the scrubs, because it's so nineties, where yeah. he has the gelled hair yeah. and he has a goatee. Yeah, he's weird looking for but he, sure. But he takes Jane's body and he incinerates it. Yeah, that was wild. I felt like that was like a little bit of a step too far because <laughs> Yeah, but like, that's but that's a page out of Cigarette Smoking Man's book where yeah. it, like destroy all evidence. But at like all doesn't cost. she have a family? What are they going to tell her family? We uh, lost her body. We accidentally uh But they're not her. even going to know where she went cuz like he just took her and incinerated her. They're going to be like where is this woman's body? 
That's true. Yeah, there's no ashes to get back. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So he does all this creepy, creepy stuff. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna steal some evidence, right? I think he's gonna mm-hmm. steal uh, her blood sample as well. He's basically just getting rid of everything. Another thing is that Skinner is going to not disguise himself as Mulder, but he has a fabricated idea of himself as Fox Mulder, which I find interesting. Did he have the idea? I think he just told them that he was Fox Mulder. Yeah, but it, he held up his badge. You would imagine that would have his name on it, right? Yeah, maybe. But maybe he just held up the badge and the guy just saw the FBI part and yeah. then like he wrote down Fox Mulder in the the log. Yeah, because I would wonder if it is the case where it has its name on it. You know, does does he just have that? Did he have to fabricate that as well in the little time that he had? Yeah, maybe somebody can show us a zoom in. Zoom, enhance. Enhance, enhance. Uh, but, you know, this like farce a very dark farce ends yeah. up taking a bit of a turn because, as you mentioned before, there was a detective who tried to contact Mulder. And he ends up ha- like showing up yeah, at the he's police like, oh, station. Oh, your Fox Mulder's in the station. Let me yeah. stop you and contact you. Uh, and Skinner's like, uh, go away. Uh, nothing happened. Uh, I don't know you. Bye. Yeah, he basically just tells the detective, like, he looked into it and there's no reason for him to get involved. Like, he tries to just blow him off, not like do anything to harm him or anything just like leaves yeah uh then we get to see a nice primo shot of skinner in his tidy whitey yeah it's like a ridiculous tidy whitey i mean this is very was this a 90s thing yeah this is very much a 90s thing it's even like a 2000s thing right like one of the first infamous shots of breaking bad is walter white in like his grown tidy up whiteys. men just wore tidy whitey yeah, i mean that was like a very much a brian cranston thing like it was very much i think a testament of older middle-aged men in particular in the wore 90s tidy wore tidy whities yeah i don't know what the history is with underwear if when we advanced like the level of boxer briefs i i can't say i don't know I mean, you're not the expert i'm not the expert i can name all the different types of women's underwear but i don't know all right well we'll have to do some men's underwear research but yeah this is this was very much like a pop <laughs> i'll tell you now i won't be doing that <laughs> I'm like well you're past the age of 35 yeah you have put to on wear tidy tidy whities. <laughs> but he looks good he looks good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's trying to decompress from a he's long fit, day. We should say it's like ten to four in the morning right now. Yeah, he did all of this after hours. Uh, and jo- I mean, but for all the work that he does, Mulder's still going to drop in. Yeah, which is a little, I mean, suspicious on Mulder's part. What is he doing? Well, it's so the middle it, of the night. It, this is interesting. A note that I took from this episode is that yeah, Mulder is not necessarily being very moldery in this episode. In that Mulder's attitude up to this point is. You know, very cavalier. Ask, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Yeah, right? yeah. He's like, screw Skinner. I'm going to go do this stuff, and then I'll answer for the consequences later when I have results. I guess he's coming to find Skinner now, though, because he somebody's going to great lengths to try to cover up this case, and he's like discovered that Skinner's been covering it up, basically. So he's going to Skinner to ask for help, not realizing yeah. Skinner's the one that's covering it up. Right, but that doesn't feel very molder to me. I guess maybe... Yeah, to immediately go to Skinner now. Yeah, and, to, and to essentially be like, oh, I want to clear this for you, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I just want to tell you ahead of time if this is okay. Like, that's much more Scully than Mulder to yes, me. Yes, but I do think that the relationship between Skinner and Mulder has advanced at this point to yeah. this stage where he trusts him. He's like a trusted ally. To that point, we did get a, a question from Fitzy basically saying, like, with Skinner wanting to do everything to help save Scully, including making this deal with the cigarette smoking man, do you think he could or should have looped Mulder in? Onto everything yes, that's going on. Yes, a hundred percent. This is probably the most frustrating aspect of the episode, especially at this point when Mulder comes to him and is like, somebody's trying to cover this up. Right, because he tells us that he ended up picking up the photos before Skinner mm-hmm. erased them. But he also gives news that the detective that Skinner was talking to yes. is dead. Yeah, which is wild and, and news to Skinner because he just left him there. But it's going to be fishy because he was the last person to see him. And basically what happens is that Mulder sees pictures of this guy yeah, he goes, I mean, talking to the detective. Hands hands, right? He yeah. watches security footage Luckily, he's wearing a baseball cap, standard Skinner disguise. But, you know, it's like not, not good. And I feel like... If you didn't tell him in the first place, when he shows them the picture, he yeah. should have said, oh, that's me. Yeah. I didn't kill him, but that's me because here's what happened and explain the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing for Skinner is like, does he want to put he maybe he feels like he might put Mulder in danger? Yeah, I think he feels like what will happen is that the cigarette smoking man won't give him the cure for Scully. But he does it anyway. He will. 
He yeah. will? It to, it, yes. <laughs> okay, good. Because that's another thing that frustrated me about this, this episode. This is not like it's... He's not doing all of this to like a... To no end, I should say. Okay, that's good. Yes, I mean Skinner's going to bring that up later in this episode, right? Yeah, like, I mean, why am like, I even doing this? Yeah, he's like, I, you know, uh, I, I made this deal with you. You're not living up to your end of the bargain. I think that's actually what mm-hmm. happens next. Is that Skinner's in his parking garage? He nearly gets run down by the cigarette smoking man, and Skinner's like, "What the hell, dude? You killed that detective." And cigarette smoking man basically replies like, "Oh, you left the job unfinished." Yeah, but it, I feel like, did he tell him to kill? This guy, I or think, was he assuming that Skinner would just know? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's that basically, cigarette smoking man just gives him this coded language, right? Of like, take you know, care of it, quote yeah, unquote. salt the earth, essentially. Uh, and so Skinner, you know, assuming that because Skinner's again a high ranking official in the FBI, he knows how to dispose of evidence, how to like trade samples out, uh, kill people if need be. And he basically says, like, well, you left one loose end tied up, which was this detective. Even though he meant well, he still saw your face. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, you're, you know, and he thinks you're Mulder. So not yeah. good. Not yeah, good. Exactly. Skinner tries to get out. He says, you know, the deal is off. Cigarette Smoky Man replies, a man digs a hole. He risks falling into it. <laughs> he loves saying shit like he that. He loves his metaphors. You yeah. Know? And we'll see in the next episode, too, a little um, a little re-emergence of the actor who plays young Cigarette Smoky Man. I know. He Man. showed up for a hot second. I was like, oh, look at But you. I feel like I was just going to say that that actor is really good at mimicking old cigarette smoking man's right. like mannerisms of quoting things <laughs> yeah exactly but things take a bit of a turn for skinner right he just thinks okay like yeah, we're done p- sucks for the detective but i'm okay but it turns out that skinner's gun is missing mm-hmm. and that it was the one used to kill the detective yeah basically and then he also Mulder finds out about the woman being burned and like everything is being uncovered yeah because basically everything he did was for naught yeah, he finds out that the sample has been swapped because like she had a very specific blood condition mm-hmm. and that was not represented in it so um yeah of, of both you know leads of the x-files you don't want Mulder looking into this case because Mulder is so hyper fixated on the details he's always gonna f- uncover it yeah and he always has a conspiracy too that like it is something larger yeah. and in this case it is right yeah. scully might be like oh well you know maybe her blood condition went away you know mm-hmm. like she has usually has a rational way to explain things away but Mulder's gonna say no 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 the, the cancer man's got something going on <laughs> yeah. in this case he's right about it yeah for sure and it's i mean if something needs to be uncovered, Mulder will will get to the bottom of it. I like Skinner smash because uh, he's going to go back to the crime scene <laughs> yes. and like just take a sledgehammer to the wall. Which is why I, I didn't understand his reasoning I for hope, that. You know, I hope again this is a hopefully coming out of the FBI's pockets to pay for all this property damage to this bathroom wall. No, and I think that Skinner is one of those people. Sorry, I yawned. Um, Skinner's one of those people that just like goes ham. Mm-hmm. Like he's like very like. Um, like you said, Skinner smash. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he has a reason to, to smash open the wall because behind it is a bunch mm-hmm. of honeycomb. So I had a question about this because we're going to find out later on that these bees were shipped from the Heron Vogue colony. Yes. So were the bees living in the facility? Yeah, so I, I'm i unclear about that as well. I think that it, it perhaps some of the bees got there unintentionally mm-hmm. because what ha- this is all happening in Virginia and what happens later is that they like systematically release the bees right and that's in South Carolina and that's in I South think. Carolina yeah, so Fitzy is very uh, angry that the place where this took place pace in South Carolina does not exist <laughs> okay um but I do think that it's you know maybe just like happenstance that like the bees were being held there maybe or and that they got out like unintentionally because I don't th- and that's why it's being it's being covered up. Right. They didn't want that to happen. So now the, I mean, I guess Skinner's still sort of continuing his job, right? Yeah. If it's, I mean, bad on cigarette smoky man. If he didn't realize that there are bees mm-hmm. living in the wall. Yeah. No, that, it's that's true. That's something that, uh, you know, draws a lot of attention. So, Skinner is going to take this honeycomb to like a private scientist who coincidentally, an entomologist. Yeah, who in- coincidentally, Mulder came to six months ago. I can't yeah, remember. well, so Mulder came to this guy six months ago about the bees that in Heronvoke. Yeah, do do we see that? I no. can't remember. Okay, so mm. that was off screen. Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure we don't see him go back in Heronvoke. He spends the entire episode in the colony, right? But then it's um basically what 
all the information that goes to Maria and that's why uh, and that's why Skinner so Skinner finds that file and finds out her contact information right but when he calls her she's like nope uh uh-uh never heard of it I mean she essentially does to him what he did what he did to the detective like there's no evidence here go away well, no, she basically says that I don't have any evidence to provide you at this time. Like, she basically says, like, what she said to Mulder, like, everything's yeah. been eradicated. Like, it's all been, there's no thi- right, nothing is, left. Well, it's what she told, remember, that's at the end of Haribo, guess what she told Mulder, but then she showed him pictures of yes, the correct, colony. Yes, correct. So. Uh, so, now, so Skinner is obviously, like, on the chase right now to figure mm-hmm. out, like, God, I've got to clear my name but meanwhile, the bees themselves are taking on a whole new bit of mystique. They're going to end up attacking this scientist. Yeah, the ep- ep- entomologist. But also, isn't this at when in the point in the episode where they find the picture? Mulder shows Skinner mm-hmm, the picture, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, look at this guy. Kind of looks like you, eh? Yeah, Yogi Bear, ladies Yogi and gentlemen, Bear. As, as playing Mulder. Uh, no bees in his picnic basket. Mm-mm. But Skinner is going for broke right now he's gonna go once again yeah, back to this facility and like, i just feel like at this at this point seriously tell Mulder what's going on no no he's got too many people to interrogate namely this this poor dead woman's best friend mm-hmm. and co-worker basically being like look i know you told the cops you didn't know anything i know you know something tell yeah. me please my life depends on it and she breaks she reveals that Basically, this is like a damage package facility, mm-hmm. uh, and so they got a damage package sent to them. Oh, I think that's why the bees are there. It was in a package. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's why they're just living there. Right, but like the package got sent there and what they were like got opened up and now the bees like was it I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, so it's not so they, like the package was being routed through there, happened to be damaged. And that's how the bees ended up infesting this area. Right. And that's why somebody was, they were sent to cover it up. Right. Because their intention was to get it to, to open school. up this can of bees on this school yes. as a test. Can so of bees. Yeah. So I can imagine that this poor packaging facility was just sort a of can like of bees. Caught, caught, in, <laughs> caught in as the middleman. We yeah. also get here that uh, Cigarette Smoking Band is back with the syndicate. Mm-hmm. After, I mean, he's been who the- are ultimately responsible for the bees. Yeah, I mean, that's their big colonization is their big thing. But you know, after some a little bit of, of a strange relationship, he's at least. In the fold at the moment, I know that Spencer made a note to us that like mm-hmm. one of the last conversations is going to be Marita on the phone with Marina. This- Marita, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking about Mar- Marisha on Survivor South Africa. Oh, so see. there's a lot of like similar. Marita Covarubias. Uh, that was the best I've ever said it. I mean, that's the only correct way you've ever said it before. So I rude. guess by default, how rude. But he's on the phone with her at the end. But then like, there's also this blurry syndicate mm-hmm. member who's also listening in. So it's clearly. Yeah. A strained trust that Cigarette Smoky Man has lied to them, betrayed them one too many He's times. He's back in for now. Yeah, but they're but they're keeping him on a short leash. Yeah. Anyway, the the basically their whole plan, the syndicate, was to test the bees as a carrier for an illness by having them carry smallpox yep. and releasing them on a school because children are unvaccinated for smallpox right because their parents were vaccinated for smallpox Correct. so it's like i mean as the doctor this is a say, pro-vaccine podcast but as the doctor's gonna <laughs> gonna say right like they didn't get vaccinated for smallpox because smallpox was eradicated is, yeah, isn't here anymore but oh boy this is a rough scene yeah that little boy with the glasses he's so cute i mean this is like like my girl but even more of a dark twisted yeah for sure of like here are all these kids getting stung by bees uh-huh. i mean luckily none of them died also spoiler alert for my girl i mean this is it's actually i believe that uh national bee day was last week and oh some, and yeah somebody, national bee day and somebody posted a picture from my girl oh, uh rough. completely unironically yikes uh but yeah so I mean, the poor teacher uh, ends up dying trying to get all yeah. the kids inside. But I guess she wasn't vaccinated. Well, I don't think... I think that she just was attacked by too many bees. So just too many stings. She and was swarmed, So you yeah. think that's what happened with Jane as well? Yes, exactly. But yeah. they didn't die of smallpox. They died of bee stings. Yeah, and so this is Skinner also taking a page out of Mulder's book, right? Or even Scully's book. Like when... Uh, the beginning of the colony endgame stuff when she runs in like, I know you think it's this one thing, but it's actually another thing. Yes, like, yeah. tell me, were the children vaccinated for smallpox? And the doctor's like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I treat several children with bee wounds. Go mm-hmm. away, crazy man. Yeah, but basically he runs into Karavubius. No, you lost it. No, Kova Kova Rubus? Kova Rubius? Kova Rubius. Copacabana. Marita Copacabana. I think that's her new mm-hmm. name. But yeah, she's going to show up <laughs> and here. And she's like, what do you know about all this? Yeah, she's going to show up here in person, basically saying, like, oh, I figured out that the packages were sent from Canada. And the bees are being used as a carrier for some kind of experiment. I don't know how I know that, though. Yeah, but she's, but she's going to more so use this conversation to really grill Skinner, right? Yeah. She's like, you know, what don't, like, oh, you said this, but I know you know something else. You have to come forward with this information. Yeah, she's just trying to figure out what he knows. But just before, you know, while Skinner thinks he's out of the frying pan he goes right into the fire he yeah. goes home Mulder's pointing a gun at him no well, because not, Mulder not, figured out it was him in the picture right but this is going to be a, again a connection between these two episodes both feature an end sequence with Mulder mm-hmm. in a dark room holding a gun at someone yeah but he Skinner's able to convince him that he wouldn't have you know forced his own drawer lock open and he's not the murderer and Mulder turns the gun with the you know like basically he figures out that it's not Skinner, but Skinner's being blamed for the murder. Right. Um, because what's going to happen is when they do the ballistics, mm-hmm. which I always think it's fun to test the ballistics and them shooting the bullets into yeah. like a tank of water. I wonder if they still do that. They do, but I, I imagine it's like more uh, scientifically advanced now. Yeah, maybe some sort of different type of liquid, like a corn syrup or something. Yeah, and I don't even know if you need to do it by shooting it or if you can just like test the gun or the bullet mm-hmm. you know but they figure out that you know the the scene is like oh well this is the gun too bad the serial number has been filed off and mm-hmm. Mulder essentially covers yeah skinner in this moment yeah. it's a fun sort of reversal of uh, their usual fortunes in that yeah. usually it's skinner having to cover Mulder's ass just because of the position that he's in well, and now Mulder gets to do the same skinner does explain that he's doing all of this to try to find the cure for scully so like i think Mulder's a little bit more apt to believe him in that regard so Skinner, I don't know, I'm assuming he doesn't get his gun back, but he has a gun in this next scene in our final... Skinner probably has a lot of guns. Yeah, so he point because he's going to point one at the cigarette smoking man. Yeah, basically, like, he is mad, because he hasn't done it, he hasn't yeah. done shit. And of course, here comes the cigarette smoking man, high on his bullshit, mm-hmm. right of like, well, I, I returned Scully once before, I think I can do it again. Like, dude, show not tell, okay? Yeah, it's true. So, I mean... But he does this. Remember that episode all the way back in, like, season one or two when Mulder confronts him in his home and holds a gun at him? He's (laughs) like, I know things. Like, if you kill me, then you won't know certain things. Like, Cigarette Smoky Man is an expert on essentially, like, talking his way Oh, is he ever, and he will continue to be. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to get, actually, again, something that happens in both episodes, the effect of, you hear, bang, bang, Mm -hmm. bang, but it turns out they were just shooting into the wall or something. Firing warning shots or whatever. Yeah, exactly, just to show a meaning of, like, I could do it, but I won't. Yeah, exactly. And so then we get this final reveal that Marita is working with the cigarette-smoking man. Uh, Spencer says, it shouldn't be appalling or shocking that Marita is working with the smoking man. It's not a twist. She's not betraying Mulder. No, she does not know him. (laughs) If she's the next informant in line after Deep Throat and X, then it's a given that she has regular contact with Smokey. Deep Throat was shown as his cordial colleague in Musings, mm-hmm. uh, in Wet Wired, uh, which I do love that episode title. Uh, apparently, like, the Cigarette Smoking Man has a chat with X in person. Right. So basically, it's like all of the informants have at least some sort of casual relationship with right. the Cigarette Smoking Man and the Syndicate. So it shouldn't be that big of a twist of, oh, Marita is the mole. No, I don't think it's a twist. I just think it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's also, again, a little bit of a nothing burger. Maybe it's because we're starting to feel like it's a copy of a copy of yeah. a copy with these informants, but I just don't care enough about Maria Marita Copacabana. Because I think it's immediately... I never think... I honestly never thought of her as a informant. I always thought of her as just, like, tangential to everything going on mm-hmm. and just, like, kind of sprinkling tidbits to mold. Whereas the other informants were people that he would reach out to. Yeah. Like, I think in the future, yes, he will reach out to Marita, but it's it's just going to be so short-lived that who cares? Yeah, and at that point, then we already know explicitly, like, oh, she is a mole. Mm-hmm. So then you, she doesn't really serve as much of that purpose as a yeah, deep throat or an ex. And it's, I think the other informants were so clear about how the fact that they were working both sides, like, the Mulder knew that. Yeah. Whereas with Marita, he thinks she's just some government agent. Yeah. Who's like also figuring everything out while he's figuring it yeah. out. So I will say, I think that the, the wrap up of this episode, I, I maybe wasn't a huge fan of because it just seemed to sort of like happen. 
Yeah, but, there but wasn't I, but, anything like. But significant. I liked the majority of it. Like I liked watching Skinner in action and him trying to sort of spin his wheels, mm-hmm. covering his own tracks. But then I was when I when the episode finished, I was like, oh. Okay, like in the space of five minutes, you know, yeah. Mulder, he, Skinner explains it to Mulder. Mulder covers for him, so that's mm-hmm. sort of tied up. And then we find out that Marita is a mole, which, as we discussed, we already is knew, not a, kind a huge of. reveal. Yeah, and I do feel like with this episode, it is very much so like laying the groundwork. So nothing really happens, but a lot happens at the same time. So we'll see more B stuff, especially in the movie. Oh, the movie! <laughs> yeah. Um, when does the movie come? I think the movie's going to come between seasons five and six. Yeah, yeah. So after next season we'll see it but it's still like um you know the bo- the first movie the second movie is like is it, which one's the movie where they're in alaska the first movie oh, okay cool. i think honestly it's been a while since i've seen them um i remember the first one is very significant it's almost just like an extended episode right whereas the second one, the second is one like, comes after the series concludes yeah right? so it's kind of like a, a try at getting back into things or like a final bow almost and an it's, encore it's not nobody likes it and then uh. they do the second series which is i enjoyed all right well we're gonna go exercise some demons as we talk about our second episode but we're gonna take a quick second and hear a word from our sponsors with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's get into a very similar yet very different companion piece to Zero Demons. Demons, the penultimate episode of season four. Demons. Should I do the whole podcast like that? I mean, I fear for your vocal cords. Like, I just Although hear with my allergies, I feel like it's it's just standard voice for me. You have a beautiful days. voice. Metal is not your strong suit. Excuse you. How very dare you? You can do whatever you want, but maybe like stay away from the death metal. But there's plenty of death to be held in this episode because we're going to get into some like repressed memories from Fox Mulder here. Yeah, some weird film film cinematography too. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, it starts on this right where it's going to turn out to be, and this one is a dream. And at other points in the episode, it's going to be more so like he has lucid flashbacks like while he's conscious in this case though he's dreaming i I think that this is also a flashback so you think he's just like laying on the bed covered in blood and just like his mind flashback in that moment No, because he was already treated remember yeah but what i mean is like yeah so i think that he's he's continuing to have lucid flashbacks but in the cold open he wakes up this is a dream i feel like in other instances in this oh yeah maybe but i still think it's real he'll go he'll be like that's so raven right he'll be like (gasps) oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but i do think sometimes he's unconscious and he's having these they're still flashbacks yeah they're just in a dream state so the flashbacks i mean we'll talk about it as angela mentions like Super grainy, super very weird, stroby. Yeah, what did you what did you think about that? Um, I don't know. I didn't really love it because I feel like there's another way to do that where it's like not, um, you know, it it's. But I guess it was very experimental. I mean, if you look it up, there was like effects created by manipulating the camera and the film, and they were clearly like trying for something. Um, like the color sequences were manipulated. I I liked it because I I like how it went for something different. I do think it maybe. Is at the expense of the sound. Like we, we yes, always watch with the, the sound closed- and the visuals. Yeah, like we always watch with the closed captions on, but I can't imagine mm-hmm. watching this dream sequence without that because it's just like a bunch of garbled text. And there's also a lot going on yes. visually where you're flashing between so many people that it has to be tough. 
Especially, I can imagine when you're watching it like live. Yeah, even now, I'm like, all I remember is like the like very clear moments of them saying like Samantha, not my daughter. You know, Samantha. it's like Samantha. Luckily, it's a different actor playing young Moldy. Was, oh, I guess that makes sense, right? Because um, that was two he probably years grew ago. up. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess what they did was they exposed the negatives of the film to strobe lights. Oh, that's a weird idea. Yeah, like I good, like good on the film's these. negatives were filtered with strobe lights. Wow, good on whoever. Like I would and the never colors have were thought, manipulated. Okay, well, we're going to bring this into a dark room and shine a strobe light on it. Yeah, and the colors were manipulated during the film development as well. So, I think that's all sort of like stuff that they were very much so you wouldn't do nowadays with digital and all yeah. of that. And so. I like how thematic, thematic it is as well because it's talking about, you know, uh, if your memory is a film, mm-hmm. if things are a little fuzzy, right? Things are a little grainy because this is Mulder exploring some memories that he's still trying to piece together. At this moment, it's very like Twin Peaks where it's a lot of stuff that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that's actually a really... You've never seen most of Twin Peaks. I've never seen any Twin Peaks. Oh. 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 Is that another do we have to do a rewatch of Twin Peaks? I mean, that might be our our next dive. At love some point. Twin Peaks. That's like another. That's one that's like I really, really love. Not to the extent of the X Files because like I got into it much later, but I yeah. feel like from a perspective of it's um it's very cinematic and yeah. they do a lot of manipulation of things. I mean, I don't you know about the Red Room and like how they yeah. And there's people talking backwards. There's people right? talking backwards, and so like this is very much in line with that. So that's a good callback for yeah. somebody who's never seen the show. But I this isn't also a really interesting episode because if we're talking so much like grumbling about like ah uh, Mulder doesn't find out about all this stuff, this is an episode that serves as like a collision point for a mm-hmm. lot of previous storylines to the point where this first scene is going to be Mulder. It seems like he's flashing back legitimately to him, you know, essentially listening, looking over him, yeah. listening in on his parents when they were, he doesn't realize it in the moment, but at the time they were... Deciding between him and Samantha. Yeah, which, which one to submit to this, like, you know, smallpox underground testing stuff. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, the fact that you see not only Bill and, what's Mommy Mulder's name? Bill and... I forget. And Belina. And Belina Mulder. I forget her name. <laughs> Mrs. Mulder. And you see them there, and then you also see the cigarette smoking man there. So yeah. clearly something's up. But um, all you also see Samantha saying, I'm scared, Fox. Yeah, exactly. So Mulder's going to wake up from that reverie, yeah. drenched in sweat, but that's not the only liquid. Uh, there's a big also old, blood. <laughs> big old blood splatter on his chest. Yeah, and basically he has no memory of what he's done for the past two days. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's going to frantically call Scully. Welcome back, Scully. Uh, and she's going to find him like sitting in this scalding hot bath naked. Like just he's he's not in a good place. He's Let's just say up. That. Yeah, He's yeah. saying like he's just muttering to himself that he can't get warm. Is that just like a I think it's like thing? shock. So yeah. we find out later that he went through some sort of treatment and they were giving him. Ketamine. Drug, ketamine, which I imagine there's a sort of a, a fall from. Oh, yeah, maybe there's some sort of like, yeah, like toxic shock or something. Yeah, some sort of withdrawal or whatever. And so he's sitting, yeah, he's like shaking. And I, I always, I felt like he did a good job acting here. Yeah, I think David the company does a good job in this because Mulder's going to, I think, like, not necessarily recover, but he's going to move out of this like traumatized mindset fairly quickly when it's like, okay, yeah. let's investigate what happened. Yeah. Um, but at this moment, like, he's actually pretty damn broken yeah because he has a headache and he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> yeah uh but scully's also gonna make a note dun 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 two rounds have been fired yes. out of Mulder's gun and that he has a key belonging to uh a lady named amy yeah david and amy cassandra yeah two first names <laughs> three first names three if first you, names if you consider all of them yeah exactly but we're gonna have another person involved here as well as as, as they go out to check out like who is amy we get this bald, g- creepy guy <laughs> who is bleeding from the head and is what looks like he's taking like a little exacto knife, like yeah. doing the old school version of Photoshop. He is cutting himself out of a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And so this is just another patient of that doctor, right? It is, yeah. yeah. He's another person because the story is going to be that these alleged abduction right. abductees uh, went under this experimental treatment to try By to like, a psychologist. Yeah, to reactivate the the memories of what happened, but this these this dude's premises are like absolutely wackadoo. 
And so it causes some adverse side effects. Yeah. And so some people are like mold or running around shooting things and other people are exacto knifing pictures and it's a mess. But, uh, Anyway, uh, just don't forget that Scully has to take Mulder to the hospital. Yeah, she's going to take him to the hospital. Uh, but, well, no, she wants to, but he's like, no. Yeah, but that's like typical Scully. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah, well, you need to get, you gotta, I think she says, but you had a significant, serious cerebral event. She basically was like, I want to make sure you don't have brain damage. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, way too late, Scully. <laughs> Actually, though. That ship has sailed. It definitely has. Much like the one with your dad on it when oh, you were, no. when the, it was tied to the dock. Uh, but Mulder is going to go visit this Amy. Uh, they find that it's what her sister, like this is the house where she used to live. No, it's their house, but the but house Amy obviously keep- isn't home cause she's dead. Y- yes. And the- it's the housekeeper who's there. Oh, that was the housekeeper. That's what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. the housekeeper. And she basically is just like, they're not home. But if you want to walk in and look at like the dozens of paintings that Amy did, yeah, of this, this was one rather house, creepy <laughs> again. Like uh, the, the treatment has brought out very weird habits in these people. Some people yeah. exacto knife themselves out of pictures. Some paint the same house again and again and again. And yeah, so basically Mulder recognizes the house in the paintings as a house that's near his parents' summer home in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I guess, uh, I don't know if he had been around there, if he like recognized it. Yeah, I mean, they probably all are very similar. Like, there's probably not a ton of summer homes on the street where he had one. You know, it's probably like... yeah. Um, he probably saw all of them. And this is the summer home that... You know, it's rather confusing how many summer homes the Mulders yeah, have. Say, is, this, is this the one with Palm? Is this the one that the cigarette smoking man confronted Mrs. Mulder at? Yes. I think so. Yes, because I think that they have a summer home in Rhode Island. The dad now lives in Martha's Vineyard. Right, and the mom now lives in Greenwich. And lives in Greenwich. And then they lived in Massachusetts. Right, because this is where they... Because remember when um, there was that whole thing with Roche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulder took them, him here, right? And he's like, to no, Greenwich. it actually wasn't here. It was in it was in our home, not in this summer home. Yeah, like, right, right, right. And then they had a second summer home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, man. So On Martha's ritz- Vineyard. So ritzy, these Mulders. Quacker, Kaka, Kaka. That town. Oh, Marita's back. Yeah. Uh, so this is when, as we mentioned before, like Mulder's going to start to have very lucid flashbacks where like, He'll just be, it's very like Desmond-esque, where he'll just be mm-hmm. standing there, and then his he brain- He like, pains in his head. Yeah, and then his brain will go back to, essentially, he's, like, placing himself back into his younger self. Yeah, and so in this one, he sees the cigarette-smoking man, a younger version of him, in his home. Yeah, he calls him, like, oh, you, aren't you a little spy? Yeah. They do, like, the whole Godfather thing, right, where he's watching his mom and dad arguing, and then his dad, like, closes the door. Mm-hmm, Yeah. His dad is weird looking, though. And yeah, the the young Bill Mulder. I don't remember if it kind of looks evil. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember. Was it the same young Bill Bill Mulder from the so. flashbacks from the Michael Bublé episodes when we see? The- oh, maybe, but he's. I don't think it's the same one that we see um, in the musings of a cigarette smoking man for that like yeah. second. Yeah, not the one in the military. Yeah, so I I don't know, but he this one is like I think we see this one again, but he has very um strong eyebrows that make him look like evil. I mean, I think he has bigger bags under his yeah. eyes than even like modern day OG Bill Mulder had. Yeah. So <laughs> they they end up finding the house. Right, and this is like Scully is once again poking him, like, "Hey, yeah, the one in Rhode Island, you you have an electrical storm going on in your brain. We need to seek a storm shelter, essentially." And Mulder says, "No, I'm really good right now." He Come says, "I'm door. I'm riding this high." Exactly. I'm listen. I like I'm chasing the dragon that is the truth, Scully. Anyway, they go to this house, and Cassandra's dead. Yeah, both Cassandras are dead. Uh, she's shot, and you see like a, a mm-hmm. dead body in the corner. As well, uh, something that I don't know. Fitzy asked this. Mulder's going to compare himself to OJ. Does this hold up more or less twenty years later? I think less. I think if I was somebody a little bit younger than I am now, I mm-hmm. wouldn't even know who he was talking about. Yeah, I mean, he ends up saying his full name, which maybe people are not necessarily. Yeah, and I feel like the significance of it was so strong back mm-hmm. then that I don't think that. Um, that it would have, it just doesn't have the same impact now because he's almost become a meme, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember like the, the trial. Oh, this, the trial was in 95 and this aired in 97. So yeah, it's, still, so it's like, like very close by. And I think it was very significant and very like, like, like serious. Whereas now it's, it's been like memefied and exactly. cartooned like, we're and- so far away from it uh even though you know it, the discourse got brought back up with the ryan murphy show like but yeah. even that it's like it was done in a way that made it like um 
like almost fake, like not yeah. not real, dramatized. Yeah, and and you know, it's been on The Simpsons, so it hasn't been on The Simpsons. I'm sure it has. I'm trying to remember. There's maybe... for sure been a Simpsons episode about OJ Simpson. I, there was not a Simpsons episode about OJ Simpson, but he appears. Well, so there was a little bit. There was a reference in actually another Who Done It, Who Shot Mr. Burns, where they talk about like uh, the Simpson DNA. Which I was see. which is an allusion to the fact that like the DNA that was found on Nicole Brown Simpson's body and like I oh see. but it can't be OJ so there's a there was a reference to it so may you are right in that either regard. way I think at the time people were not poking fun or referencing it in a way other than in a serious news matter yeah, other than Jay Leno with the dancing Edos uh, <laughs> right <laughs> so Scully is gonna pitch in she's gonna help you know serve as like the 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 number two on the autopsy. Of Amy. She loves to do that stuff, though. She is a medical doctor. She is a medical doctor. But she's the one. She actually does uh, the coroner's job for them and mm-hmm. notices a little speck on Amy's forehead. Yeah, on her forehead and then finds like a, a, a small... speck of blood on her forehead. Okay. <laughs> um, a small, like, sort of, I guess, pit, pinprick incision. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, so this is all happening because the cops have shown up. I, I can't remember. Did they call the cops or did the cops just happen to show up when they were there? I think they called the cops. Uh, because Mulder is going to get interrogated. Not arrested, but... No, but it's suspicious. But, and yeah, he's this, acting suspicious. This, like, hard-edged cop, yeah, is going to put him in the interrogation room under the bright lights, mm-hmm. basically being like, oh, you claim that you don't know who these people are. Exactly. You don't know, uh, you know, it, th- whether the blood on your shirt is theirs, but here's the thing... Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you have their, the, their blood is on your shirt. And despite the fact that you don't know them, clearly you do somehow. Yeah, exactly. And I think also from his perspective, it's just, um, you know, kind of sketchy. Yeah. And I mean, we, which fair, we get close to, uh, Mulder being incarcerated here. Like he's wearing the <laughs> orange. Sure he's on his way to jail. Yeah. It's not the last time we're going to see Mulder incarcerated. Ooh, interesting. Cause I was going to say, I, I was surprised that they, we did not take that turn in this episode. And we won't for a while, but it, I don't think that that would be helpful from a perspective of, um, like storytelling yeah, at though, this point. In the- <laughs> for what it's worth, Mulder is not necessarily putting up a fight. He's not doing the skin mm. around. I know it's not me. Mulder can't really know it's not him at this moment. So yeah. he's like, I, I guess this makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's like completely doesn't know what's going on either. Yeah, but so. Scully's going to hold up the prison transfer because she's going to say, as mentioned before, that she found out that there was ketamine uh, yes. in, in Amy's body. Which There's is a good typically chance- used for veterinary purposes. Yeah, exactly. Like animal tranquilizer. Yeah, like putting people under. <laughs> yeah, and so there's there it's probably some in Mulder as mm-hmm. well. So Mulder's a victim. He is not the perpetrator. Right. Still not good though. <laughs> but all this is fracas is going to get busted up by uh by the fact that the bald guy we mentioned before mm-hmm. ends up being a guard in this police station. I feel like this is completely coincidental, right? Yeah, I the, think so. They just happen to be in the right place at the right time for this guy to shoot himself. Yeah, and I think also from my perspective, it's like they didn't plan on it being like that, you know? No, I I think it was that these treatment they were undergoing these treatments. I mean, I guess it's all in the same area, right? Like, this entire episode mm-hmm. takes place in Rhode Island. Uh, so I guess maybe this is almost like MUFON was the, you know, the Pennsylvania chapter. This is almost like... The, <laughs> you uh, love saying MUFON. Uh, I know. I love MUFON. <laughs> a, a subset of, like, these Rhode Island people yeah, underwent exactly. this this Dr. Goldman's, uh, un- you know, very experimental methods. And now they're all sort of, like, <laughs> taking themselves out yeah. at once. Uh, so because they, we find out a bit more about this guy... Uh, posthumously, that essentially, like, this was a guy who had sort of gone off the deep end because he was believing in in extraterrestrials. Yeah, and that, so they're all tied back to this sort of idea of somebody who was abducted is trying to relive their abduction. Right, to, like, access those repressed memories. Yeah, which is, this is not the first time that Mulder's tried to access his repressed memories. Yeah, but it's a little more extreme than hypnotherapy. Much more extreme. Um... Would you ever take uh, ketamine? No. No? You don't want to hallucinate? I would, I, I, uh, here's a bigger question. Would you ever attempt to access repressed memories? 
I don't know what repressed memories I have. See, that's the thing is like, do you prefer to live in ignorance in that regard? But I think that the people that are trying to repress access repressed memories have some sort of incident that they feel like they need to find out about. Whereas like, I don't, I feel like all the incidents I, I already know. Yeah. All the bodies are on earth. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing like, like I wasn't, I don't feel like I was abducted by aliens and I don't remember it, you know? So, so maybe I was though. So now one mystery sort of gets quote unquote solved in that Scully seems to explain away like, Oh, you know, I came back and did some off screen work and, yeah, the blood spat mm-hmm. the blood splatter pattern doesn't match what would have happened had you actually killed them. So clearly you were just there at the time, so you're free to go. So we sort of just do away with the whole Mulder wrongful accusation storyline uh in order right. to instead honor the okay, now what's going on with with these people killing themselves storyline. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, cuz now we're going with the whole Waxman Geschwind syndrome. Uh, where you like have such a vivid remembrance of the past. Right. Apparently Dostoevsky had it. I yes. I don't know if it's something that's like talked about really in um I'm especially not nowadays when I feel like we are so much more educated about mental health than we were twenty plus years ago. Are we though? I mean a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um I think that it's something that like uh, you know, sh- Scully's kind of trying to grasp at straws here a little bit, too. Do you think it's interesting? Because I would think this is more of like a psychologist thing. If well, you it study, is. I mean, if you study to become a doctor, do you have to know some psychology stuff as well? Yeah, I mean, you go through like different like studies, practices. Right. You probably, you know, it's like when you're training to become a musician, you have to do all of these different, like you go to music school, you have to take all of these different things. You're not right. going to be good at all of them, but you are understanding them and learning about them. Yeah, interesting. I, I, if there's anyone out there who's a doctor, I'd love to hear if your medical training involves studying things like psychology, you know, practices, feels that you ended up not working in at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so off we go to Dr. Goldstein? <laughs> Goldman? Goldstein. Uh, Goldstein. Uh, who is another another Rhode Islander? Another Rhode Islander, another mysterious mustachioed man. Never trust the mustache on no, the X Files. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, we find out that he was treating Amy Cassandra with this similar aggressive method to help recover abduction memories. We're basically like you inject him with ketamine and then you just like mm-hmm. give them a bunch of shocks to the head. Y- yes, and, and then, strobe and, and, lights, and then also give them a VR set headset. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I know. I said that. I was he put the headset on. I was like, oh, VR. But Goldstein is saying, like, it's not my fault this happened. My mm-hmm. methods worked. Yes, they might be a like, bit inhumane, but yeah. they get results, damn it. Controversial. Uh, he also says he treated the police officer, but he's, and then he, he claims to not have ever met Mulder before. Lies. Yeah, Scully sees right through that. But Mulder, like, doesn't necessarily. Tina care. Mulder. Tina Mulder, that's <laughs> her name. He's going to go visit her. But this is the thing is that unfortunately, like, you would think that this drives Mulder away. But no, you know, especially when he goes to visit Tina Mulder and she basically like refuses to Well he's tell him being anything. a little bit mean. He's a little <laughs> OTT at the moment. Uh because he basically wants to now pull his mom aside and be like Ask her point blank if she had an affair with the cigarette smoking man. Because <laughs> what he sees in one of his flashbacks is young her and young him consorting. And well, more like arguing, you know, like to Yeah, the, but, but but like an argument not between friends. No, yeah. Like an argument between lovers. Yeah. And she slaps him in response. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Yeah, actually uh, absolutely. <laughs> so that being said in response to oh, that. Oh, he also says to his mom, like, who's my real father? Oh, Mulder. Yeah, That's not little, cool. Not cool. Much. I mean, I guess, you know, it's a big revelation for him, so I don't necessarily excuse him for acting the way that he did, but I do feel like having that extreme of a reaction is understandable. Yeah, yeah, plus he's a little bit drugged up. Yeah, well, and also to mention, he wants to get drugged up a little bit further. Yeah, this is wild. If, if his, mom is so is a, his mom is a dead end, he's going to hightail it back to Dr. Goldstein. This is so dumb. And say, I, and he, I mean, again, going back to the first episode, he says, I want you to finish the job. Yeah, and so we do find out that he... Goldstein did treat him yes. and that he was lying and then he does it again. Which the treatment itself looks 
wild. It looks like a, what you used to do to patients in like the six, 1800s in mental institutions, like the, electroshock yeah. therapy or something. I wonder about the VR goggles. Is it a little bit of, is it like sensory deprivation? Yes. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. I don't think they're VR goggles. I think it's just like a mask. Yeah. It's like, and a, then it's the, like a big the ass headphones. heavy sleep mask. Yeah. And then, so just kind of like putting him into like some sort of like space where he can experience the yeah. vision. And then Goldstein drills into his head. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was wild. And also a bit of like a call to the uh to the abduction of, of yeah, Scully, right? Yeah. With that big ass drill of just I like didn't All like right, we're that. gonna do a little bit of a lobotomy as well. Yeah, and what is that to like relieve pressure or something? Who knows? Yeah. But we don't know how far deep Mulder gets into it because Goldstein's place gets raided. I'm assuming what Scully like called the cops to go. Well, no, I think he completes the treatment because Mulder's not there when the cops come. Right. So how much time it that's why I'm like yeah, you don't know I don't how know. much time has passed before he gets up getting busted yeah unclear but basically yes scully finds out scully's like i know exactly where he's going so she calls brings the cops with her to goldstein's and they like um, and then they find out that oh Mulder's not here either and Mm -hmm. so she says okay let's go to all the basic haunts let's go back to the summer home yeah and basically he she finds him there um and like he's like freaking the fuck out right and so that you think that he is going to kill himself because yeah. i think what's happening with these abductees is that their memories are being reawoken but like it's haunting them yeah and to, it's like scaring them because of the way it's happening too yeah, it's like to very the point where they're just like they want to take their own life because it's, it's too much they can't handle the truth uh, at that moment and so scully is sort of talking Mulder off the ledge here sitting here with a gun and she's like you know you 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 need to let it go you i know you've tried to learn so much but like it's not worth losing your life over and then once again two episodes out of three in a row here bang 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 oh he didn't shoot her he shot the wall he shot the wall <laughs> he threw away his shot oh just like i mean he is young scrappy and hungry oh my god <laughs> and then we finish things off with scully doing like a carrie bradshaw slash doogie hauser right where she's doing her ner- her her yes her VO talking on the computer about like well things have relatively gone back to normal except for dr goldstein who is very bad and is probably in jail at this point but Mulder's seems to be doing better than before but i'm also worried that if he keeps going down this rabbit hole and seeking truth from his childhood he's gonna lose the plot yeah, 100%. I mean it's not untrue, and no. I can imagine that it, it, it might indeed come true, considering that we're four episode, four seasons into like a nine season show. Yeah, but this was extreme, even for Mulder. Yeah, I mean it is a big moment for him, right? Because we knew, or at least it was hinted to us about the affair, but he yeah. didn't know about it. Yeah, and so this is something that also the idea that um, Mrs. Mulder, Tina Mulder, had to choose was hinted at before and now we're actually seeing it so right, there's a like, lot of stuff being like shown to us right because he was when they were in the filing cabinets like he saw the sticker mm-hmm. on the folder but he didn't actually get confirmation from the you know the real yeah. McCoy about what happened and this episode i read was inspired mm-hmm. uh, by a book which is called the landscape of dreams Ooh. and it's an essay by a neurologist where basically it details a man who could recall every detail of his childhood wow yeah so that is both good and bad yeah, and they basically, like, he developed a story where Mulder would wake up with no idea how he got there, and, like, um, you know... I'm surprised they d- they haven't done that more? They've done more. They've done dream stuff before. Right, but less so, like, oh, my God, I don't remember what happened the past two days. I think it, it's not the first time it's happened, at least in my memory, but I don't mm-hmm. know if we've watched it. We got some spooks of the week here, Angela. I mean, I, well, if we're working our way backwards, Dr. Goldstein's got to be yeah, the one for, for the second episode. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, I, I don't know for the first. Yeah, like, m- you could say Marita, but Marita really isn't that spooky. I think I'm going to say Skinner in his baseball cap. Ooh, I like, I like, you know, I'm, I agree with Skinner because we're seeing new sides of him. I'm when just, he, um, when he's burning the body specifically. I'm going to say Skinner in his tidy whities Ooh. Chihuahua. Spooky in that regard. Next week, Angela, we finally reach the end of season four. Mm-hmm, we do. So we're going to use our, do our usual tradition here of watching the last episode of season four and the premiere of season five. In this case, though, it's going to be a triple header because season five starts out with a two-part episode, it doesn't does, it? It does. It does. So we're going to watch all of that. Yeah, so we're watching season four, episode 24, Gethsemane. 
Yeah. I only want to say. Okay. <laughs> and then season five, episodes one and two, Redux. Yep. And so, yeah, it'll be a good Memorial Day weekend watch. Yeah, absolutely. We got, we've got the long weekend, so we've got a lot of X-Files to pack into there. I'm, I'm sad to say goodbye to season four. Granted, season four, as you mentioned many times, is definitely the darkest Bummer, season yeah. we have gotten into so far, but like a lot of really well done well, episodes. Well, and I would suggest, uh, you going back and, you know, if we have spare time watching some of the season four episodes that we didn't watch, because even the one that comes between, um, what we watched this week, uh, is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like has Scully like battling like ghosts and stuff. Scully battling no, ghosts. No, but like kind of like, uh, like, uh, like echoes of people who have died. And like, oh, it's very, very cool. Like very metaphysical. Yes. And I think that there are a lot of episodes like that in the series. So, well, I'm excited because X Files, you know, always brings it on their season finales and their season premieres. I mean, last season finale and premiere was when we brought in the bees and the colonies, which, which ended up coming to fruition here. Is there so. a bee in here? Oh, is there a bee? Wait, is that the bee talking or is that you talking? That's me talking. Oh, there's a bee. <laughs> oh, you're really gaslighting me there. Thank you so much. I'd love to do that to you. So again, next week, uh, season four finale, Gethsemane, season five, two part premiere, Redux and Redux 2, I think is what it's literally called. Like it almost is. a sequel. It's very creative. Uh, if you have any thoughts about those, Bloom Files at PostShowRecaps.com, X Files at PostShowRecaps.com, on Twitter, at Ange Pelagi, at a Mike Bloom type, at PostShowRecaps, but Wow, I mean, we are nearly getting to like the halfway point on this project. Uh, I think maybe halfway there. Yeah, I mean, maybe oh, almost because I think that we almost are living on a prayer. Almost living on almost a prayer. Almost living on a prayer. Yeah, it doesn't scan as well, but because I think that, as you mentioned, Angela, I think we're especially when we get into like seasons eight and nine. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, be skipping a lot. We're not gonna cover them in as much intensity as like seasons three and four. I think we did like six weeks. Yeah, each on on and five and, will do the same because I love five. Yeah, so so you know we're really focusing on the the majority here, but I feel like once we get to the movie specifically, it's almost like. Not all downhill from there, but like no, you, there's just more you can skip because there's more episodes that are just not as like integral to the series as a whole. Yeah, so I'm happy to to marinate in some season four for Plus, now to finish things off. Any of the Doggett stuff is just like I'm intrigued. It's to, fine. I'm intrigued to see what Robert Patrick is going to bring. But we have we're, he's we'll, great, but we'll he's we'll no more that. I mean, that's a matter for you know late summer Mike and Angela instead of early summer Mike and Angela. I can't even imagine yeah, exactly where where will our lives be. Probably the same. <laughs> Will we wake up covered in blood? Hopefully not. Jeez. Hopefully not. not. Listen, I don't know. These this show puts those ideas in my head. So uh, again, next week, season four finale, first two episodes of season five. Special thanks to Corey B for his fantastic theme song that, like a reverie, is echoing in your head at this moment. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk next week. Until then, case closed. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.